We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, keeping you company on 88.7 FM. You're listening to Kilkenny Today, sponsored by Walsh's Toyota, the name you can trust. to at least one nice day tomorrow by all accounts so hopefully enjoy that while it lasts and be back to some more mucky stuff I think on Thursday or Friday not really sure but anyway we don't have time for weather forecasts today because uh, I'd only confuse myself and probably all of you as well because uh, good morning if you're listening on the Wednesday morning to the repeat because we won't have the weather forecast of course in the middle of the repeat of the show for obvious reasons it would be confusing. It would only be confusing. Today is World Chocolate Day. I'll have a little bit more of a mention about that later on in the show. Very brief mention of that. Uh, but thanks to John Kelly again for another fascinating um, uh, radioactive and uh, lovely to hear the tribute, to John's particular tribute, I suppose in his, his own music to Ennio Morricone, who of course sadly died um, in the last couple of days and so much of a huge musical legacy for film and all sorts of things to to leave behind. Um, later on in the show we're going to be hearing from a local, well actually a Dublin man locally resident here in Kilkenny and a tech entrepreneur and uh, all sorts of other things to strings to his bow, Brian Dillon. Um, but we'll be, myself and Brian will be chatting about the new contact tracing app that was just launched. Uh, I think it probably at midnight anyway, but it's launched today effectively, uh, the contact tracing app. So myself and Brian will be having a chat about that. Um, in, in the middle of the show also, we'll be hearing from Sinead Blanchfield, a local woman. Sinead, who's a singer, classical music developed and trained uh, singer, has turned her hand to all sorts of things uh, since then, but is now music development officer for the Music Generation organisation. And we'll be chatting to Sinead about what they're up to um, virtually for the last while and indeed for the next while as well, virtually also. Um, but before we get to all of that, um, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by my first guest for today and it's Colin Ahern who has just taken up the role as President of the Kilkenny Chamber of Commerce. So welcome to the show Colin and congratulations on that one. Thank you Mark. Um Yeah, I appreciate the congratulations. It's going to be a challenging time but um you know, like it, 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 it's great to be busy, and uh, and it's great to have the opportunity to uh, try and help help steer business through 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 truly difficult times. Mm. I'd I'd say if um, Marion Ackerman, your predecessor, was listening to me enough, I said that you had uh, big boots to fill. Uh, she'd probably hit me. Um, but you 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 must have had some somewhat of a sinking feeling as the time approached for you to take over the presidency from Marion, seeing what was emerging around the whole coronavirus pandemic and the impact it was having locally. Look, there's there's absolutely no doubt that that you know to be honest with you, there 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 are some boots that you can't fill, and it's going to be very. 
very difficult for me. Marion did a did a wonderful job, and I was actually due to take the t- take the role in in April. And because of everything that went on, um, it was agreed that Marion would continue on for a number of months. And she really did a fantastic job for for twenty four twenty sorry twenty twenty six twenty seven months. So yeah, I I I I, I, I wouldn't call it a sinking feeling. I mean, I had. I, I watched my business I'm the general manager of the Kenny Ormond Hotel and I watched my business along with other hospitality businesses disappear before my eyes and certainly from, from my own point of view I had uh, quite a sinking feeling um, as as the months progressed you know I've been I, 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 for, for a number of years I've been the, uh, the chairperson of Kenny Tourism and you know I looked at that as, as very much an opportunity to grow business I mean I I look at businesses in Kenny, and when when one business is doing well, generally others others do well too. So I, I I probably didn't look at taking over the role with with too much trepidation. Um, I would have looked at it probably more with an opportunity and and, and a great chance to 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 be at the forefront of growing business again in Kenny. Yeah, and what, just before we move off the subject of tourism that you mentioned, I'll get back to yourself and, and the Ormond Hotel in a little bit later on in the chat, if you don't mind. Um, you know, I wonder, is it, have we actually become nearly too reliant on tourism here? I know it, it is huge in Kilkenny. Nobody can deny that. You can see it on the streets um, from really some, from St. Patrick's Day onwards until late into the autumn. Um, you know, given that what's happened this year, the bottom has collapsed completely out of it Um is is that something we need to take on board as a lesson, or business here in, in the city needs to take on board as a lesson and see is there a bit of diversification needed or a bit of protection against the dependence or reliance on tourism? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, Mars, I probably I probably disagree with you. I think you know, Kilkenny um, and and the southeast, we 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 give out um, we we give out the impression that 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 tourism is 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 such a big part of our our, our economy and and domestic tourism irish people coming here we're, we we are very very popular but but i mean kilkenny i mean compared to uh, other counties on, on on the west coast in particular is small fry when it comes to tourism i mean sligo had more international visitors than than, than kilkenny did last year mm-hmm. um but there's there's a huge potential for growth in tourism in kilkenny you know i mean the castle the castle gets somewhere in the region of a million visitors a year which at Canada's Cathedral gets somewhere in the region of 60,000 a year. So we're losing, you know, we're losing a vast amount of people um, to, uh, to, that, that aren't coming down into our city. Um, and, I, and, and I would think that, that one of the reasons why Kilkenny will bounce back so quickly is that because we do have a variety and a mix of service and agri and IT businesses in Kilkenny and, and they'll be the ones that will get our tourism and, and our tourism and hospitality industry back up and running as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. And I suppose within your own sector as well to to help develop that uh, tourist offering and spread it out around the city, away from the, the very popular places and indeed around the county, I suppose, um, you'd be very well, um, have a lot more insight into the whole issue of availability of bed nights than, than most of us do um, are we are we very short on bed nights, or are there moves afoot to develop the the number of bed nights that are available in around the city and the county? Yeah, I think I think certainly there's there there is a need to to develop them. Um, there is you know there are if 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 you look at it at the, with with the very polar view of saying you know I, I'm looking for a four star city centre hotel, your 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 options are limited, and 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 we have this discussion 
many times around big events, whether it's a concert coming to Kilkenny or, it, or, or it's the festivals that a lot of people visit. But if people think outside the, the box a little bit and look at, you know, uh, other other avenues, whether it's Airbnb, whether it's self-catering in the county, in the city, you know, I'm struck so many times how, how people how people's first reaction sometimes is there's no, you know, there's there's no there's there's not enough capacity in, in Kilkenny, but yet there are some fabulous accommodation providers in in Thomastown and Callan and Castlecomer who, at the same time, um, mightn't be full. And if we went to Dublin, we wouldn't think for one second of jumping on a bus or a train, you know, or staying out as far as the Red Cow or the M50 if we had to attend an event. Mm. But in Kilkenny. You know, our, our initial reaction is, well, you know, I want a four-star hotel. I want to be able to walk to the event. And so, really, I suppose our job, um, from a tourism point of view, is, is, is to get people to realise that there's that, that there's more happening in our county mm. and there's, there's, there's so much choice in terms of accommodation providers. Yeah. And just back then to the, the role you've just taken up with the Chamber of Commerce, Colin, um, you, you're, are you uh, in for a two-year term? I think you mentioned 24, 26 months that Marion Acre yeah. served. You're, so you're there for, yeah. for two years. I'm probably there for somewhere in the region of 22 to 24 months, probably because Marion stayed on uh, stayed, stayed on for, for, for a little bit longer. Um, but it is generally two years, yes. And I suppose my job is to is to, is to to represent business, um, is, to, is to help business. And, and, and the Chamber are doing that through... Chambers Ireland nationally um, who are lobbying governments for things like the TWSS and the restart grants mm. and things like that and, and, and getting in to see ministers whether it, whether it was Heather Humphreys or the Minister for Finance um, getting in and telling them what small small, small and medium businesses need um, but also in terms of uh, Kilkenny we, we have the Kilkenny uh, gift voucher scheme um, and that's keeping that, that that's really important because what it's doing is it's keeping um, people spending in Kilkenny. And since the, since the since the gift voucher scheme started, over half a million euros of vouchers have been bought and are being spent in Kilkenny. Mm, and it's really important that if if your listeners are thinking of presents or thinking of gifts or things to thank people that have worked over the period, that they look at something like the Kilkenny gift voucher, the Kilkenny Chamber gift voucher. Because yeah. it can be spent in 150 um, outlets in Kilkenny, and it makes sure that the money is kept and spent in Kilkenny. Yeah, well, I think all the listeners and to Community Radio Kilkenny City will be well aware of our message with every ad break saying to to shop local and keep jobs in Kilkenny, and because we fully support uh, things like the the local Kilkenny vouchers. Um, for the, so for the two years ahead, uh, Colin, as you were preparing to take over the reins from Marion, were you setting yourself or set yourself any objectives or things you were looking forward to trying? trying to achieve on behalf of the Chamber and, and business in general? We, we were, and, and, and a lot of those things, unfortunately, went out the window, and I suppose now our goal is to ensure that, 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 our, that, that our, our towns in Kilkenny, um, our high streets, um, um, stay busy, shops stay open, people keep shopping there, that, um, that we bring new business and new employment, um, and, and, and there, there's been some great news recently of, of a couple of businesses opening in Kilkenny and employing between them somewhere in the region of 80 people which which is great and, and, and it's what we need and, and so really that's that's um, that's really what, what our goal is for the next two years is to, is, is to get out there to meet people and to show people how attractive Kilkenny is to, to do business to shop and to visit 
Yeah, as I say, I'm sure a lot of the, the things that you might have been thinking about, as I say, went out the window very quickly as, as um, February changed into March and March became April and all the rest. And we all know what's happened since. Sure. So it's a very different um, scenario now. So it's really back to getting and doing the, the Chamber fulfilling its role in terms of supporting the reactivation of business in the, in the city and the county in general. And I suppose for your own sector particularly, it's to try and hammer home the staycationing message yeah, look, look. The chamber, we're we're, we're very lucky, and, and and Marion and our CEO John um, have put together over the last number of, number of years a really a really great board, um, a, a group of people that would experience um, through a number of different industries, um, and 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 a great skill set. And so we're all going to be working together to help to help kind of make a pathway and to to, to help our members get through this. And from a tourism point of view, yeah, look, it, it, it's going to be. Until we can get international visitors, until it's safe for international visitors to come back into our country, um, we will see an initial bounce in July and August with the staycation um, message. And people are booking to Kenny. Obviously, it's, it's, it's a little bit second to the West Coast. People tend to be looking uh, first and foremost to, you know, seaside and, and areas like that. Although today probably wouldn't do you much good. No. But we are seeing bookings the last week in particular. Um, the hotels, the accommodation providers, the phones are very busy. Uh, and people are booking up uh, July and uh, July and August, and our challenge will, will will happen at the end of the year and the early part of next year. And that's why it's so important that the schemes that the government have put in place, like the TWSS and the Restart Grant, yeah, those things yeah. continue right on in. Um, right on into early next year. Of because course, the, uh, the new government, of course, have announced or pre-announced uh, this. Uh, what they're saying is they're going to bring in an economic stimulus package, which they, I think, were saying initially was going to be announced uh, the, towards the middle or end of this month. Are there are there particular things in that that you might be hoping that would be announced that would help? Certainly, um, there's still there's there still on uh, there's still not a lot of clarity regarding the, uh, the the freeze in commercial rates and a waiver there um, and. Certain industries will be looking for um, t- uh, tax breaks, in particular around, around VAT, um, things that were uh, that were very successful in in invigorating industries out of the um, out of the downturn ten years ago, uh, and so those those opportunities are there, and, and certainly we hope that that's the case. Yeah, and the programme for government also had things that are probably of particular interest to. Um, Kilkenny Chamber as well as other chambers around the uh, chambers of commerce around the the country. Um, there, there's there's something that they're promising in, or to certainly activate or to follow up on in relation to town centres first, which um, would would obviously be great for business. You know, the, I think the idea of uh, getting town centres more um, residentially friendly and uh, have more people living in town centres that would be something that I'm sure you'd 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 greatly welcome on behalf of business. Yeah, Morris, there's no doubt. Um, people, people that I, I'm, I'm living in Kilkenny 15 years, and for 15 years, people have been telling me how, you know, how High Street in particular and, and, and other areas of Kilkenny would would benefit hugely from from, from it making from from having people living uh, more people living there, and certainly there has to be an opportunity for government to stimulate to stimulate that to happen, and it is something that has come up. Um, I'm sitting on the. The, the city centre task force, which is a group of people looking at how to reinvigorate the city centre, and that has come up more than once. And, and so, we're, we're, 
certainly we would welcome any initiatives that would uh, that would that, that would help to make that happen. Yeah, and I think one other thing that um, I'm sure would be a great stimulus to the economy generally here would be progress on the uh, technological university for the southeast, and that may be covered or may be part of the program for government under the new minister for Ed- higher education and research, Simon Harris's brief. Um, I, I'd say you'd be you'd be happy to see movement on that as well. We would, and uh, it seems to have hit an impasse, and 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 there are different there there are different stories coming out as to why that may be, be the, that may be the case. Um, it is, you know, it, it's it's amazing to see how I believe Tralee and Athlone uh, or Limerick and Athlone did something recently and partnered up very very quickly, um, and and it's disappointing that that. It, it appears to reach such an impact and it's taking so long. So we would definitely call on our uh, on our local politicians uh, and and TDs and ministers and junior ministers to do everything in their power because there is no doubt that uh, having ha- having the the University of Southeast would make a huge uh, would be a huge benefit to our economy and to the biz and to the businesses that would now look at us. Mm, indeed it would and cheers would listen it's been great talking to you Colin and uh, congratulations uh, again on your election to as president of Kilkenny Chamber of Commerce and uh, thanks for joining us here on Kilkenny today uh, we do- doors always open of course to come back and uh, tell us about anything that's uh, going on between yourself and uh, the Chamber of Commerce and indeed John Hurley was in with us not too long ago so we're always happy to have, have yourselves in to have the chat with us and uh, keep us abreast of what's going on in relation to business issues in around the centre of the city so thanks for joining us Colin lovely talking to you thank you Lawrence. thank you take care uh, that was Colin O'Hearn who's just recently taken over from Marion Ackerman as the president of Kilkenny Chamber of Commerce now we better take um, first of our ad breaks for uh, for today's show we'll be back after this few messages with uh, Sinead Blanchfield music development officer for Kilkenny for the music generation organisation we are community radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM Text us on 086-353-7782. Welcome back to today's Kilkenny Today. Morris O'Connor with you as usual until the top of the hour, uh, whether it's evening or morning. Good morning to you if you're listening on the repeat on the Wednesday morning. We'll have at uh, the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. We'll have station announcements. And good morning, Kilkenny with Gerard Donovan. But uh, back here live on the Tuesday afternoon, it'll be after me, the Angeles Community Diary, and then offside with Jim Cashin and Bear Scott and... Uh, Plenty of things starting to happen in the soccer world for the lads to be chatting about. But more of that when they arrive around about 6 o'clock. As I mentioned earlier on, today is World Chocolate Day, which is something I didn't know until about um, an hour and a half ago. Not that I'd have had any huge uh, interest in whether it was or wasn't World Chocolate Day. Every day seems to be a day for something or other. I think there's a website, actually, that gives you a list of all of these things. I think it's called timeanddate.com or something like that. Um, but anyway, apparently um, World Chocolate Days today. I saw it on a tweet from uh, an organisation that I'm involved in, MS Ireland, and uh, actually they weren't extolling the virtues of chocolate particularly or celebrating World Chocolate Day, but more actually just um, remarking on some research that had been published by or through uh, activity carried out by uh, the MS organisation in um, the UK, which showing that hot chocolate can help reduce fatigue and fatigue is one of the um, most well-known or common symptoms of um, that uh, people with multiple sclerosis um, experience. 
So anyway, uh, a daily drink of flavonoid-rich hot chocolate could help with fatigue. In general, the darker the chocolate, um, the more flavonoids. So more than 75% cocoa solids, the more flavonoids there are in it. So you get your hot chocolate made with really, really dark chocolate. That's nearly getting to the stage of being bitter. Um, in my mind anyway uh, it sounds as if you know that could be could help you with fatigue I don't know if there's anything to do with maybe a sugar hit that might go along with a, a hot chocolate I've never known anybody tell me that a hot chocolate is anything other than very sweet as well but anyway uh, World Chocolate Day if you're a chocolate lover there's something to celebrate for you anyway there you go now moving on um, Sinead Blanchfield is the music development officer in Kilkenny for the music generation organisation and earlier on today I caught up with Sinead to have a chat about what's been going on with music generation here in Kilkenny now, uh, Sinead Blanchfield music development officer for music generation here in Kilkenny um, welcome to Community Radio Kilkenny City um, Yes, hi Morris. It's lovely, lovely to to talk to you today. And yeah, I was appointed in two thousand and nineteen, and we started our first uh, primary school programs in uh, September, September, in in six schools in County Kilkenny. Um, so, yes, and we started a hub. We have a, an after school music hub uh, in partnership with Faroiga over the drum in McDonough Junction. And we're about to do a range of summer online workshops and camps for young, young, young people. So it's 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 um, there's a lot happening. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure no more than everybody else in the entire country, um, what you've been doing or trying to do has been severely disrupted by COVID nineteen. Yes, it has, Mars. I was literally launching quite a lot of programs actually between. Uh, February and June of this year um, we, we were starting two new hubs actually and we were going to do an event for St. Patrick's Day which had to be cancelled, we were about to do some wonderful um, Illum Hype classes, weekly classes so yeah a lot of we had <laughs> we, we had to cancel a lot of things that had a big mm. impact of course mm. but um, I suppose the, the fact that we can do still continue online is helpful. It's not, of course, the same as being in a physical space, but um, it will allow young people to still participate and, you know, get involved in in music making. Um, and yeah. it's great. And how were you like going into the pandemic when you realised that yeah things were going to have to either not happen or go online? Yeah, it's quite a steep learning curve, I think, for 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 a lot of us. I mean, I have a great of musicians um, as part, who work as part of Music Generation Kilkenny, uh, wonderful musicians, and a few of them um, would have a great background in uh, all things technical, you know, pro- music studios and music production. So they they were they were okay, <laughs> and they managed to help all the rest of us who who aren't. So we, we managed, we managed, yeah, it's, it's, it's been in, an interesting time for sure. Because mm, there are certainly yeah. lots, and lots and lots of musicians who've been of all sorts of genres and types of music trying to produce stuff online and collaborate <laughs> virtually and uh, doing lovely yeah, things. Yeah, there's said. quite a lot out there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Have you done it's any singing yourself on, online and collaborating? Um, not so much, um, Morris. I suppose um, my uh, work with Music Generation Kenny is is very full time. So um, my own singing hasn't, you know, slightly to the wayside at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot going on for Music Generation Kenny. So I'm very 
uh, committed to that at the moment. And speaking of which, um, you do, going going virtual, you you probably had things planned um, for the summer. So what what are, you, what are you going to try and get done this summer, given the circumstances? This summer, yeah. Well, I'm 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 doing a lot of um, some camps um, and workshops. Uh, the first thing we're doing is um, a camp, uh, a singing camp. Uh, for young singers age 8 to 15 and that's from the 28th of July it's for four mornings um, we're calling it virtual voice it's a, it's a great way for young uh, singers to, to just get together and with two of our musicians and um, you know it'll, it'll be really interactive um, with musical games, exercises learning new songs part singing doing a bit of recording involved in that as well. So we're very excited about that and we're, we're looking for young people now to sign up to that, Morris. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Actually, before we forget, give us the contact details or how can people sign up uh, before we continue on with the conversation? Yeah, well, they can, they, if they want, they can go on to our, our um, Music Generation Facebook page and messages on that or the email is musicgenerationkilkenny at kcetb Dot IE, so they can write to us on that as well. Um, and we have limited places, obviously, so as quickly as possible. But we are, um, you know, I'm running um, all of these online camps and workshops. Um, I'm running them for, um, free, Morris. So, you know, there's no charge. So it's a really great opportunity for young people to get stuck in and, and, and start, make some music. Mm, absolutely. Friends and, and, you know, and with, with, try out um, instruments, you know, and try out different a different approach to things really so no am i right in thinking then that kind of no previous musical experience or competence is required just you just just enthusiasm and interest in doing it well obviously it's in workshop um enthusiasm and yeah yeah absolutely um for some of the camps they would need um young we, we would need um young players who who already play they wouldn't be suitable for complete beginners for example we're running a trad camp in august from the 17th of august for a week you would all need to be a player and have an instrument um, but you know for age 10 to 18 and that's we're delighted to have wonderful Tommy Fitzharris on board with that mm. he's going to for us with Karina Dowling um, so that's a trad camp and we have a songwriting and, and sound production camp uh, running in August as well um, so uh, that wouldn't you wouldn't need to play an instrument for that one but just have a great interest I suppose in songwriting in lyrics in, in sound production in how to be in a studio in recording mm. um, so it's a very collaborative one that yeah that'll be, that'll be um, and August we're well. running that's in August as well. Um, it is, Morris. Um, we're running that from uh, the 5th to the 7th of August, the 10th to the 11th, and then they're going to do recording on the 12th and 13th. So we're getting all of that up on our Facebook page um, as we speak, all of the information mm. of, about the different camps. And mm. we're doing um, some instrumental workshops as well, Ilham Pipe workshops and instrumental workshops. Yeah, Ilham, the Ilham Pipe ones sound um, fascinating, I suppose, because they're, they're such a particular oh, instrument and even getting hold of sets of Ilham Pipes to get um, get new pipers or new people involved in doing something, that'd be quite quite difficult. I don't know how, yeah, how one even gets one's hands on a pair on a set of Ilham Pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we've, we're, we're, we've partnered with Nepibri Illan um, in Dublin and our local partners here are the Kilkenny Pipers Club so there, there is uh, there are some young players in Kilkenny already um, playing pipes 
So we're going to run these workshops um, for existing years. But though we come out of the restrictions um, in autumn at some point, that we can run weekly classes and we can then at that stage we'll be able to provide um, pipes for young new for beginners for new players All, right. All under the auspices of Music Generation and Pipes for Music Generation to yeah. Kenny Great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're funded, Mari, um funds uh, the Department of Education Skills and, of course, you do yes. um, have, you know, the philanthropic yes. funding from them. And we're very fortunate in Kilkenny, um, our local music education partnership is led by the Kilkenny and Carlow Education Training Board and and by the Kilkenny County Council as well. So we're we're very well supported. Mm. Um, I mean, we're we're almost nationwide. I suppose you could say it started. The initiative started in two thousand and ten, but it has been expanding since then into every county in in Ireland. I, I suppose Music Generation is it's so diverse. It's just offering. Um, music education and performance music education in particular to young people across so many strands, so many diverse styles. It's not just classical, yeah. as we said. It is classical, but it's more. It's it's yeah. tragic, it's rock pop, it's songwriting, it's hip hop. Um, so I, I love it. I love the diversity, I have to say. I love it. It's it's fantastic and it gives, it allows access to every young child. Was Music Generation's intention, you mentioned the six schools earlier that you'd started to reach out to, was, was the intention or the thrust of it to try and reach out to places beyond the traditional music, the heartland, and give um, young people opportunities they wouldn't otherwise have? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, all, one, well, one of the ethos, ethos of, of Music Generation is to give is access for all young children to break down barriers so uh, I suppose with Kilkenny we, we, we've we started our programming in County Kilkenny in the rural areas because as you rightly said there's a lot of uh, great music happening in the city between we've got our schools of music we've got um, there's a lot, and all the schools themselves there's a lot of music um, tuition happening um, so you know it was really to you know the access in the county um, needed to be tackled first and that's why we started our, you know, in County Kilkenny. But I, I guess um, I, with the online, the, you know, one of the beauties of going online for our, our summer program is that it's open to the whole county. So you don't have say. to get in your car. You don't have to get in your car and travel from Manor somewhere in South Kilkenny into the city for, for, for an activity. This is great. It's open to the whole county. So children can just come online from the, you know, from their own home. Yeah, so all they'll need is the broadband, really, which um, some people might immediately say, well, that is an issue, which kind of it's an, it is. And yeah, it's not a lot that either yourself or myself can do anything about in the short no. term. But uh, anybody that does have access to broadband can, of course, participate. And it's great. It sounds like as if you've uh, managed to put together a very lively, diverse and uh, challenging, um, engaging kind of program anyway, despite uh, having to be forced maybe into, into going online. But maybe that's... Uh, as you say, it opens up a whole new way of doing business and spreading musical education and musical experience of various sorts uh, are all around around the county through the auspices of music generation. Um, it sounds like you've, you've plenty plenty on your hands and plenty to be to be working on <laughs> with. I'm definitely busy. That's true. That's very true, Mars. And I think, yeah, you're as you rightly said. I, you know, I think all of these programs in the summer, uh, whether it's the instrumental workshops because we've got electric guitar workshops, ukulele, drum kit as I said, the already the Illin Pipes with Nipibri Illin, um, and the Trad Camp and 
and the sound production camp and then the vocal camp virtual voices uh really it's it's for me um doing these programs it's it just allows young people to come on to try these things and then when we go back to a live setting who knows that that these programs may lead to um to similar programs um live in the community so mm. it's it's a great way to try That'd try great, these great stuff to yeah. look forward to right when um, enough of the restrictions lift that people can actually physically get back together again particularly for things like making music and sharing music and performing with one another look it's been lovely talking to you Sinead. thanks a million for joining us and uh, very best wishes for both the the summer programs as you outlined to us and uh, everything else that follows for music generation here in Kilkenny Brilliant. Thank you so much, Morris. I'm yeah, delighted to, to join yeah, you. Thanks very and much. Uh, Music Generation Kilkenny Facebook page is what seems to be where people can get most information. Yes, Music Generation Kilkenny Facebook page and the Music Generation Kilkenny at kcetb.ie email address if they want to email. Yeah, Lovely. thank you, Morris. Brilliant. Thank you, Sinead. Lovely talking to you. That was Sinead Blanchfield, Music Generations Development Officer for Kilkenny. Um, Music Generation, of course, is... Um, very much supported financially anyway by the one foundation, the the uh, foundation that was set up by the members of U2. Uh, so it's good that they're kind of spreading out their musical success and enabling uh, music education for a lot of young people around the country who mightn't otherwise get a chance of that kind of education because anybody who's been involved in uh, child's music education, particularly if it involves instruments, knows that it can get quite expensive if they get really keen on it. And uh, it's uh, it's something that a lot of children and their parents probably uh, would struggle to afford. So it's great to see the organisations like Music Generation. Um, they're doing their bit and doing some great work in, in spreading out musical education. And speaking of education, actually, you may also be interested to know there's a, a piece on the Kilkenny people this week that... Uh, Kilkenny students are being urged to apply for their SUSE grants immediately as the deadline for application is rapidly approaching. Um, lots of, again, young people and their families need to avail of those grants in order to be able to participate in third level education. So if you miss the deadline, uh, I don't know what happens. It's, I don't know, do you go right back to the start of the queue or is it for, for this academic year or not? But uh, if there's a deadline there, the process is all online, susi.ie, I assume, and uh, it should be straightforward to apply. And uh, the new Minister for Higher Education and Research, Simon Harris, has uh, also uh, put out that statement really to encourage um, uh, people to uh, make uh, priority applications uh, before the deadline later on this week and uh, he's, he's uh, reiterating that fact it's designed to help students and their families with the cost of returning to college um, not that we're entirely sure yet how colleges are going to return or when they when they'll be open but anyway that's uh, it's worth worth um, looking at um, there's also an interesting piece I noticed in also in the Kilkenny people um, from the Independent Living Movement of Ireland who are welcoming the appointment of the three junior ministers that each have different responsibilities for inclusion of um, disabled people in Irish society. Um, they're not particularly new about that, but I think what is new and what is uh, what I particularly think is refreshing to see uh, the chairperson of the Independent Living Movement of Ireland is a man named Des Kenny. And uh, he's using the kind of language that uh, I think is absolutely right. He's talking about um, uh, being very careful about use of language, even the term disabled or, or people with disabilities or disabled people, which I think is a much better term because it's uh, it's all based on um, different models and views of disabled people. There's a theories out there that say that the old way of um, referring to people um, 
it, as people who are with disabilities is based on a medical or a charity view of people and not based on a social model or a rights-based model that the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with uh, Disabilities uh, advocates. So the needs of disabled people, whether in education or otherwise, are uh, are special. Um, are not, you shouldn't be called special needs or they shouldn't be uh, required regarded as needing special education it's access to education and removal of barriers that stop people accessing education that's what it's all about so there you go that's my little bit of not so much rant but just commentary on on something i happened to see there from the, the kilkenny people this week and it's about probably about time we took another ad break and after we come back after the uh, the next break uh, we're going to be talking to a local um, well not a kilkenny local he's actually a man who is in school with me well not with me because he's 10 years younger than me but in the same school up in Dublin in St. Benilda's College and if you've any of you been up to hurling our football sevens on weekends before our All-Irelands if you remember those, uh, you may have found yourself on the premises of um, St. Benilda's College in Upper Kilmacud Road in Dublin but that's where myself and Brian Dillon, my next guest after the outbreak went to school. We're not going to be talking about school though this time anyway, we're going to be talking about the new COVID-19 tracing app so do stay with us after the break, I'll be back with Brian. Text us on 086 353 we are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Welcome back to the last part of today's Kilkenny Today with myself, Morris O'Connor, as usual. Now, before the ad break, uh, I'll give you a very long-winded introduction to my next guest, um, Brian Dillon. If you're on the line, Brian, welcome to you. Hi, thanks for having me on, Morris. How are you doing? I'm grand, I'm grand. We won't, as I say, give a very long-winded introduction going back over the the fact that we discovered at one point that we shared the same school, Um, but we won't won't go into that on on this occasion. Um, Yeah, there's probably plenty of food for conversation in that one, actually. But anyway, um, we won't won't go there today. We'll we'll stick to the the task in hand. And the task in hand is because really I I wanted to talk to you in particular uh, because I know you're kind of very tech capable and competent and would have been, um, you've been doing a lot of work on tracking the stats of the progress of the COVID-19 pandemic ever since it hit the shores and, and, and particularly hit Kilkenny as well. So I, I, I knew you'd be particularly interested in the launch of the COVID tracker app yes, that was just set off yeah. today. Um, I downloaded it um, very early this morning. There was already kind of quite a number of downloads of it. I think it seems to be up probably about half a million downloads from what I can tell by now. Have you, have you installed it yourself on your own phone? Yeah, I have installed it. Yeah, um, I installed it at lunchtime and was very impressed. I think was, at that time there was 300,000 installations, which is, you know, just almost getting towards 10% of the population, which is, which is fantastic uptake. And, um, yeah, I had a good look at it. There's, there's three different elements to the app, um, and it can be installed on an Android that's running Android 6 or higher and an iOS device with 13.5. And the three different sections, um, you probably know this yourself, there's kind of a general info section, which is very informative. It gives you just a breakdown of the cases, ongoing cases in the country, um, sadly the deaths, and you can also look at the, 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 that information by, by county uh, as a percentage. So that's kind of general information about how the, the, uh, yeah. the pandemic is, is, is being brought under control and, and, it, and how yeah. things are are easing thankfully yeah. in Ireland. I think it also um, that, that also seems to include um if I'm interpreting it right that screen I think you're referring to in the app I'm looking at at the moment it 
seems to suggest that um, from what I see in front of me is 286,742 people have checked in today, which presumably means launched the app or used the app. Um, that's, that's the number of people who've actually checked in yeah. and um, updated their, their symptoms. So the, the second, but there has been over 300,000 installations. You don't have to use the check-in feature. No. That's the second um, aspect of the app is this kind of check-in where you can record your own symptoms without your identity being revealed. And um, it's just a few simple questions, you know, about how you're feeling. And it's a good way of just keeping... Uh, a record of of, of 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 how you felt yourself over the last few days, and it also it, it's it's anonymous data, but I guess it gives the HSE an indication um, of of how it's progressing or how it's reducing around the country. Mm. In an, in a kind of non scientific sense, but it's probably useful at the same time. Um, people are willing to share things, yeah. particularly anonymously. But I suppose the meat of it is is around. Um, as, as it's called, it's contact tracing Indeed. and enabling the contact tracing. And I think it's it's using Bluetooth connections and links from one device to the other to do that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's so the contact tracing, like that's that's the real meat of it, all right. Um, and it facilitates um, this uh, strategy, which has been successful in other countries like Singapore and South Korea, of of what we need to do now is we need to test identify cases then you need to trace the people who have been in contact with with that case and then they need to be tested themselves or self-isolate so it facilitates that i mean up until now we've been doing it manually and it's very difficult to remember i mean i know i've been doing it myself i've had a few uh, contacts who, who 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 and contacts of contacts who may have had uh, who, who were diagnosed and you know trying to do it yourself and remember when you met somebody and <laughs> where you oh, were, it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, but not impossible. I mean, one good thing that 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 we did as, as a family is we kind of kept a diary, um, just on a wall planner, and that's still a good thing to do of of where you've been and who you met. Um, but this this app kind of eases all of that and kind of reduces the anxiety. So, mm. for example, if you're had to do a trip to Dublin or something, you know. It, 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 will I will do, will I explain a little bit how the how the app actually works? Yeah, it's, it's, very it's, it's probably yeah, it is probably useful for people to know because um, yeah, you know, sure. Uh, okay, so. well, as as you correctly said, it 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 uses um, Bluetooth Bluetooth Low Energy, so it won't work if your phone is off, and it won't work if you're in flight mode. Hmm. Um, so what it does is is you install the application. And um, it generates these uh, random IDs, which are unique. Um, and so each, uh, and it records the uh, the random IDs of over other phones that are are nearby, and it records the duration that you've been near that phone, and it records the signal strength. So that's an indication of how close you've been. Um, and then. And those random IDs are just stored on your phone. They're not associated with any contact name. There's no, or or even phone number. They're just random IDs. Mm. Um, and if there's a confirmed case, then if 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 you were diagnosed with 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 COVID nineteen, um, then um, the HSC will. Uh, contact you and ask you if you've installed this app. They'll be contacting you anyway because you've been confirmed case. So if, and if you've installed the app, 
then they ask you if you are willing to share the, 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 the random IDs on your phone and they send you a code and then those IDs are uploaded to the contact tracing center and then um, your ID becomes what's called a diagnosed ID, all right? <laughs> it's a bit complicated. Yeah. And all the diagnosed IDs, or you could call them keys, um, they're then every, every, I think it's every 10 or 20 minutes, um, maybe it's a bit longer. No, I think it's every, every four hours, um, the, the list of diagnosed IDs is, is, is automatically downloaded into your phone in the background, and they're compared with the IDs that the app has collected. And so the phone, the app actually does the comparison. And if if one of the diagnosed IDs matches one of the IDs that the phone recorded, then it gives you uh, what's called a, con- a close contact alert. Okay, so, so the app tells you that yeah. listen, you've been in contact, you've been in close contact uh, with with a, with a, a person who has been diagnosed um, of COVID nineteen. Um, and, and you, you don't know who they are. You don't know where it happened. Yeah. Okay, it's just a close contact alert. And then optionally, if you filled in your phone number, you will get a call from the from the HSE uh, with advice on what to do next and whether you should uh, mm-hmm. go for a test or whether you should self-isolate for 14 days. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of... Um, you know the the the, the gist of it. Um, I suppose it seems as if um, that, you know it sounds as if it's a, a very complicated process that's going on. But I I understand, or I believe from hearing it, like this app has been in preparation for a number of months and came up against a number of hurdles, not least of which was how to adequately satisfy the requirements of um, the data protection regulations. Yeah, yeah. I presume that that probably explains why it seems as if it's such a complex process. But it's it's just to making sure that that uh, the data protection regulations are adhered yeah, to. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, this, it's um, it seems like they've really thought that out, especially because the you know the, the, these IDs are randomly made and they're not associated with your phone, and the comparison is done on your phone. Mm-hmm. So it's not somebody in a back office mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, checking if this ID mm-hmm. has met this that that you know phone. Um, it's done on your phone, and, and then you can choose if you want to get a phone call from the HSC. Yeah, no, none so of your information yeah. is, is is revealed. And is that the kind of thing um, that would give you confidence? So I would encourage yeah. it, it. I would encourage everybody to consider, you know, installing it. It will certainly help to to ease the lockdown, and particularly for I think for young people and people who are going back to work, um, because you know um, they're. The, the population group that that, that uh, can asymptomatically spread this virus. Mm-hmm. So it's important that they can be, you know, that that information is there um, yeah, yeah. on which, not which people they've met, because it doesn't record any personal information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just records these these random numbers. Yeah, which sounds um, all, all sounds very good. And it helps it reduce the anxiety as well. You know, like I said earlier, if yeah. you had to do a trip to Dublin or something, you know, yeah, yeah, you can be. Um, comforted in the fact that if if you had met somebody, I don't know, might have been on the train or in a shop or whatever for a sustained period, um, you'd get a notification on your phone that, you know, the close contact alert, they call it. Um, yeah. That kind of reassures me anyway. If 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 I had to go yeah. to Dublin, it's probably a bit of one of the, the you know the things. Obviously, we weren't we wouldn't have been able to 
probably plan this and roll it out uh, as well as it ha- seems to have been done three or four months ago even because for for a start you wouldn't have known the extent to which the pandemic was going to hit us but yeah. as a preparatory thing for a second or god forbid a third wave it sounds like a great um measure there, there have yeah. been some criticisms uh, raised with it brian that i'm sure you've heard on media like one one obvious one being about um you started off by saying that it runs on android 6 or more and then ios whatever version um, and yeah. but there are lots of people out there as well that have old phones or no phones and um you know it's yeah. not going to be able to do anything really for them yeah well the reason is because the, the bluetooth low energy technology was only introduced from android 6 Ah, I mean, I it's actually, wh- wh- what a stroke of, of good luck that this technology exists at all. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if this pand- pandemic had happened a few years ago or even before the internet, which you and I can probably both remember, mm-hmm. it would have been a completely different story. I'm sure then um, no Zoom so or no Microsoft Teams either. Because it's using Bluetooth low energy, so you don't have to, yeah. and Bluetooth low energy can run in the background, you, you, you don't have to sort of pair your phone you don't have to go into the bluetooth settings then, and yeah, can I just interrupt you there, devices Brian? or anything like that, that it one, all happens can, yeah can I just interrupt you there because there's another question that re- occurred to me uh, yeah you obviously have to have bluetooth turned on on your phone which will take a little bit of battery but not much as yes. I say but um, does the app actually have to be running or is it one of these apps that just sits in the background even if it doesn't seem to be running at the time uh, it's just running in the background yeah as a service yeah okay so it doesn't even yeah. have to be running yeah. yeah you don't have to be able to see its screen on the phone well, that's no, again, no, it's about no, convenience, it's in I the suppose. Background, yeah, kind of you know, like lots of apps do that. Like, yeah, yeah, it kind of um, keeps it in the, in the background suppose, there. Yeah. Um, so it's all, all it's good for the same thing. To say, of yeah. course, that you know, it's not, uh, it's not a free ticket. You know, it doesn't mean that you're protected, and, it, no. and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a measure um, in addition to. You know what we've all been yeah. hearing. Well, the, the other, I was, I was going to get on to, um, to having maybe the other part of the discussion. We've probably run out of time now, but about whether or not it's something that could be used, maybe for pushing public health messages uh, through to us, any of, the, any of us who have it installed. But I'm sorry, we really just don't have time for that, Brian. All but right. look, it's well, been a pleasure talking thing, to you. Of course, is yeah, the main sure. thing, and you know, myself and Malcolm have been on about the beginning is the importance of masks. masks. It's probably the single most important thing that people can do to stop them yep. from spreading the disease and to other people if, if, if they're unfortunately um, asymptomatic. I better let you go, Brian. Thanks a million for joining us. Thank you very Thank much, Morris. Thank you. Sorry for running into a few seconds' time of my next two presenters, Sir uh, Jim Cashin and Burr Scott, sitting patiently outside the door here. But that was Brian Dillon, anyway, and thanks very much for joining us on another Kilkenny today, leaving you a little bit late, but I hope to be back with you on Friday. Stay safe until then. Bye. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.